0: Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Folks, this is a week after Gen Con, and I am recording this the weekend before Gen Con because I know I'm going to be tired with absolutely no voice after the show. Thanks to everyone who came out to see us at our various events throughout the weekend. And thanks to all the lovely friends that we really only get to see once a year. I'm currently very excited about going to see everyone, and I know my heart is full and grateful for everyone that I got to see. Before we get to the show, I want to make a quick note here. I'm sure if you are a listener to Campaign, you know that recently JPC had to leave the show behind. We are so grateful that we've had five wonderful years performing alongside JPC. He's honestly one of the most talented and hardworking people that I know. I feel really privileged that we got to spend that time with him on campaign, and I want to assure everyone that you will definitely see JPC performing again on episodes of One Shot at some point in the future. But to mark the occasion, I wanted to encourage everyone on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever social media platform you follow to go thank at JPSofly for his years of performance on the campaign podcast. As both Trist Valentine and Dreft Wormwood, he has made me collapse with laughter and even shed a few tears. John, it was an honor performing alongside you, and I can't wait to play with you again. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show.
1: Okay, uh, and it's your turn to either set a scene or eavesdrop.
2: Okay, and it's not at the same time, it's just any time, right? No, any time at all. All right, cool. So later on or whatever. Uh, we are back at home. I'm I'm back at home with little Bingo. Um. All right. Why don't you play play something on the piano for me? Let's have our bonding time. Ma, uh, play it.
3: You know, I I realized something recently, and
2: I realized something too. You're not playing.
3: Okay, fine. <sighs> little Bingo starts playing uh the entertainer
2: all right now tell me <laughs> what's the news <sighs>
3: mr uh, mr smuck really seems like he wants me to suddenly get out of dodge and by dodge i mean berlin junior the chicago of what? florida get out and the thing is that's wild to me is that Maybe for the first time in my life, I finally realized that I could get out. I saw Detective Carson, of course, Carson Calloway. You know him, the nice detective.
2: Here I was thinking that I was going to sing something, and we were going I was going to sing about my troubles and, and tribulations, and now my troubles and my tribulations are that you want to leave?
3: But that's the thing is that I, I thought maybe I could stop my alligator derbies and become a detective. But it's so weird that Mr. Mr. Smuck wants me to leave.
0: And my detective
3: sense makes me say, what's the reason for that? And maybe the real detectives need to stay here in Berlin and figure out what that secret twin is up to.
2: That is a great idea. You need to stay here with me.
3: And I swear he's a twin, Ma. I know you don't believe me.
2: He's not a twin. Look at him. He and Penny are twins. Just look at him. That guy does not look like a twin. He just looks like he was born
0: alone.
3: Well, no one, no one just looks like a twin. They have to have two people to look like a twin. Have you seen him and Penny together at
2: the at the bell they tower? They look to me almost alike. They look pretty alike, but that doesn't make them twins. One of them was born one out of one. And the other one came out of another one. Now, that makes two different families. How do you families. know, Ma? Were you
3: there? Were you with Dr. Pentavius Absolutely when he delivered them? Absolutely not.
2: I was not there. I was being born myself. Wait. <laughs> I was busy being born when they were being born. Ma, when's your birthday? Um, it's not the same day as their birthday.
3: Ma, when's your birthday?
2: <laughs> well, I daren't say... My birthday was two days ago. And I forgot? Yeah, you forgot. <laughs> and now I just wanted to sing my... See, it's I don't share the same birthday with them. That would have been disgusting because I know <laughs> what you do. And you would think then we're triplets. We're not triplets. I was born of the third, of the other Thank people. Thank goodness. Two. Now, they, my parents, are dead. Rest in peace. You know that. Those are your grandparents. I They're think, dead. Right? I want to sing about them.
3: Okay. I'm going to play you a song. But before I play a
2: song,
3: I just want to ask, from the confession room the other day, am I eating rats?
2: Yes. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I bring home pork chop. I work at a butcher. (laughs) And in between pork chops, we eat rats. How about that?
3: (laughs) Lil Bingo looks out the window as the blood red sunset continues. (laughs) And in the distance at the bell tower, which can be viewed from here, he sees two silhouettes holding hands, chanting in unison, or maybe, I don't know, he can't see their mouths. And at the
2: same time, he's playing the piano, and his mother sings. I miss my mom and dad. I miss my mom and dad. Oh, I miss my
1: mom and my dad. And as she sings, no, keep singing by all means, the camera pans up and over to the bell tower again. And then zooms in on the shadowy feet of the two figures we saw holding hands, and a rat scuttles
4: by.
3: Oh, <laughs> that's just like in The Departed.
4: And you can, by the way, hear two voices whispering in Latin, perhaps together. Too quiet to be sure. It fades into the background as the skittering feet of the rat. Fantastic. Become gloved. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. And uh, Mike, it's your turn to either set a scene or eavesdrop.
3: Okay. Uh, well, Bingo, for once, has some purpose. In Bingo's life, you know, he's always just gone with the tides. We're in a very nautical area. It's muggy. The Every August, every September and October, hurricanes come in and they sweep the landscape and change it. And Bingo has always just gone with the tides and the winds and the moon. I don't know. Uh, but now, with <coughs> Detective Carson Calloway in town, Bingo wants to detect. And what do detectives do? They hit the streets. So Bingo uh, dons all black tactical gear, which he saved for this day, which he purchased from the shopping network, <laughs> and sneaks into the bell tower. And he has a, he's a crossbow. Too.
5: Thank God. Uh, now you can get this crossbow <laughs> for just $40. It's for, it's for uh, gator high
2: It's teeth. actually less than the watch was.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, we ordered too many crossbows, but I'm
5: passing the savings on to
3: you. And, you know, I'm not even saying that a scene has to happen in the bell tower. Sure. <laughs> uh, because I don't want to, like, you know... Meta game myself into that. And I know that's the point of the game. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: there's, there's some meta game.
3: Uh, I'm gonna. I'll roll for this. Uh, but <laughs> little Bingo is just in the in the the bell tower uh, waiting, and he brought uh, some tiny little pork chop nuggets uh, that he has in a little Pyrex Tupperware. Shout okay. out to shout out to Pyrex.
1: <laughs> Pyrex is, is doing the most. Love us. it. Um, okay, so do you want to – maybe then we can consider that like a very, very dramatic eavesdrop. If anything else happens outside, you can be privy to that information. Oh,
3: well, how about this? I just had an idea. Okay. Uh, I've anonymously called Detective Carson Calloway uh, to it. the bell tower <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, so okay, maybe cool. Do I do, do – Yeah, so go ahead and draw one of those cards. I'm just trying to play the game. I y'all. love it.
1: Yeah, no, okay. and check it out. Um, some of them say to play immediately. Others say to hold them in your hand. So just take a second, look it over. Can I show you? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh no. What is it? <sighs> okay. Um. So this is perfect, actually, because this is a great one to play out like in a scene, especially this scene. It would be awesome. So <laughs> do you want to go ahead and read what that card says?
3: It says Confidante. Confidant. <laughs> show this card to the detective and tell them they've been chasing the wrong lead. Together decide on a new prime suspect. Anyone except you. So
1: the way this card works is, again, uh, at the beginning of these scene rounds, I write down who I think is my prime my prime suspect for the game, and that's sort of who I'm trying to implicate. Uh, this is a card that allows a player who draws it to change that. So if the prime suspect was you, you now have a... Uh, an ace in your hand to say, like, no, it's literally anybody else at this table and to decide who you think is the most guilty party. So you can go ahead and uh, we can roleplay this out in the scene or you can tell me ahead of time what you want me to draw from this. But
3: So you don't have a suspect yet?
1: I do have a suspect. Um, but through the course of the scene, you can convince me it's somebody else.
3: Okay. Uh, so you got an anonymous tip mm-hmm. to meet someone here. Right. Uh, I'll say this too. little bingo. Is in all black tactical gear is also sure. wearing a super scary clown mask, like really <laughs> cool, really freaky clown mask, uh, which he just had from uh, Halloween's past, like from when he was like five.
4: The Great. clown mask has still, real
3: alligator teeth, in and it, it. definitely yeah. still fits
4: his still fits his, head. <laughs> his
1: old boy head. He's got a tiny old
3: boy head. Uh, so you so you go to the this uh, clock tower, which no longer has the maybe twins,
4: <laughs> right? Clock tower or bell tower?
3: It's a clock tower, bell tower combo. Oh perfect. Wow. Uh, that way Um a uh,
4: clocko bell combo. <laughs> clock Bell. There's also a Pizza Hut wow. in the basement. Yes! Did you know they were doing that? Yeah, that was what <laughs> This is uh
3: this is this is great. Okay, so
2: <laughs>
4: sorry perfect okay and so- a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: ah, yeah. All, you know. all the way in Rome Junior. <laughs>
0: Ah,
2: Rome Jr. The
0: Vatican Jr. The sister city in Georgia. (laughs) Well, there is is a a tiny municipality within Rome Jr. that is the Vatican Jr. (laughs) Where the Swiss Jr. guards are. I'm
3: sorry.
1: (laughs) Great. So uh, Detective Carson Calloway uh, makes their way through town, walks over to the bell tower, uh, probably has a cup of coffee in hand as that product placement is very important to the brand of coffee detective. Um, and where, uh, where is my informant lying in wait? Are you sort of up in the loft of the clock bell or are you lurking around the bottom of it?
3: Lil' Bingo has a grappling hook, which he got caught on <laughs> trying does. to climb up. <laughs> the the side of the the bell clock tower. Did that
1: come when you like called within fifteen minutes of seeing the crossbow ad on the shopping channel? Like that was thrown in free, right?
3: Uh, let's say this: the crossbow fires a uh,
1: ah. uh,
5: a grappling hook. <laughs> it's
3: got grappling hook uh, bolts,
5: but call it also, now and
1: get six different attachments. <laughs> like
5: I said, this is for gators, but you're not going to be able to kill a gator with this. You can swing away from it, though. Uh, you can you can hook. fire
3: the grappling hook, which will stun the gator long enough to shoot one right into its brain. Uh, <laughs> To shoot another ball, the lethal ball. Okay, I'm trapped. Oh, please help! Anyone? Oh God, um, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I look
1: up and say, "Little Bingo." Oh, is that ah,
3: you? Ah, uh, Detective Carson Calloway. Um, just who I was hoping to see. <laughs> God, can you cut me loose, please?
1: Is this uh, this a typical activity down here in Berlin, Jr., or are you pioneering a new trend?
3: It's funny you should say typical because I have a tip, <laughs> and it's cool. <laughs> cool for you.
1: Um, how high off the ground is Lil' Bingo dangling?
3: Uh, like five uh, inchi- inches.
1: <laughs> that is exactly what I was hoping you would say. Uh, Detective Calloway walks over I... and starts sawing away at the rope with a pocket knife. <sighs>
3: That was so terrifying. And I do alligator derbies. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I'm i the one who left you the anonymous message.
1: I would never have guessed.
3: Uh, c- cut to the motel, which has a crossbow bolt sticking uh, <laughs> very precariously. like From in your... the
1: desk of Lil Bingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He
3: is like, watermarked with Lil Bingo's uh, uh, stationery on it. Uh, meet me at the clock tower, combination clock tower bell tower. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to meet you here because I thought I might have a good lead for you, um, and I just want to know that if someone ends up going down for this, that Little Bingo will have diplomatic immunity.
1: Of course, yes. Detective client privilege is very important in my line of work.
3: I know, I don't want that. I want diplomatic immunity.
1: <laughs> Call it whatever you want. Diplomatic immunity, absolutely.
3: Ah, uh, great. So, as you no doubt know, I work for Remington Smuck, who is noted twin of Penny Alavodka, despite their differing last names and slightly different appearances. I have reason to believe that it's cosmetics that they apply every day to look slightly <laughs> different. But uh, yeah. I don't mean to take up your time, but I'm going to help you solve this case right now. I was just on a fan boat with Remington Smuck and he was strongly advising me to leave town. And um, I want to say I'm sorry I did this during the Alligator Derby. Remington's muck really wanted me to throw the the derby mm. because there's investors from Canada <laughs> who had a lot of money riding on that.
1: On the Alligator Derby.
3: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not really sure about the business side of it. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I think that somehow that has something to do with Buck's mysterious, untimely death.
1: Well, very little in this world does make sense, little Bingo, until you have all the puzzle pieces together. And you know what? I think you may have helped me find one tonight.
3: Can I tell you another thing? And please don't be mad at me. (laughs) Penny uh, also wanted Buck to lose in the race. And Penny wanted Buck to lose... Remington Smuck wanted me to lose, and now Buck's dead, and I don't know what happened, but I hope that extra puzzle piece solved it. I hope there's like three puzzle pieces, and you can find one more, and then make me a diplomatic immune detective, and maybe take me to detective town, (laughs) or wherever detectives live.
1: I think, Lil Bingo, that if you want to become a detective, you are certainly on the path to do so, but... I would recommend starting with Detective Town, Jr.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Florida.
1: Yeah, it's just over the city.
3: <laughs> I've never been really anywhere outside this town. Uh, but thanks for the lead. Wink. And then he fires his crossbow ball directly <laughs> into Carson's forehead. Uh, but it was uh, uh, one of the rubber balls. Like
1: a balls. sticky
3: area. Yeah. Air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we may have to work on your aim, Bingo.
3: Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then he fires another one, which is a sharp (laughs) one, which whizzes right by and goes right into the head of an alligator, which is just about to bite (laughs) you.
1: Just like right over the shoulder. wow,
3: how many tropes can I fit? it's so
1: good. You've done me a lot of favors here tonight, little bingo. We'll get working on that diplomatic immunity. Thanks, detective. Uh, (laughs) The detective offers you a firm handshake, I think.
3: And little bingo... Shakes it back and looks you right in the eye and says, You've offered me some good tips as well and leads to solve the case. I think I'll do just fine.
1: How many winks happened during this exchange?
3: Like it's hard to tell which were <laughs> winks and which were blinks. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Um, okay, so. Who do you want me to walk away from this with my new prime suspect as Remington or Penny?
3: Oh God, both of them. Can I do two and one? <laughs>
1: no, I have. To, it has to be one. Uh Funny
3: I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Remington. Okay,
1: Remington was actually already my prime suspect. Damn it!
4: Oh,
3: didn't even change anything. I don't. Yeah, I don't be- see how. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, you're right. It's not like he. I don't violent. trust capitalists. It's not like he's violent, aggressive, and said that he was owed a lot of money by the deceased.
0: <laughs> he only threatened one person. That the deceased owed me a lot of money, and I had very good financial reason to want him dead. I don't understand. <laughs>
4: Just like that's just like two things. I don't. I lose my mind whenever Detective (laughs) Galloway says "little bingo," like very professionally. Little bingo. Little bingo.
3: (laughs) Little bingo is what I like to do. uh, You know, when I'm on a cruise ship, just a little bingo. (laughs) A
4: little bingo. bingo. Uh, That's why they call him that. Yeah.
1: uh, Okay. This is is my friend. Couple rounds of shuffleboard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And so now the turn order is back around to Penny.
4: Are we doing the same game as before, like the same structure <laughs> yep, yep same thing okay. this is this is it till the end of the game now. Oh, just like make a scene Reeves mm-hmm. yep, okay, so uh hmm, let's see. I'd like to go see I guess I'm gonna go see my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I'm very uncomfortable with the newly implied age difference here.
3: Um, He's a young man. It's fine. In my head, I'm like, Little Bingo is like 31. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, your mom is 40, Little Bingo, canonically. Or is she? Right. Or is she? Or is she? I'll say
3: this. Lil Bingo looks 31, but is actually just uh,
0: 19. I, I, no,
4: I'm 40. Okay, fine. What are we we? No, no, I, I,
0: I just want to point 22? out that Remington I've been playing is, <laughs> although he's 60, clearly he's just a <laughs> terrible looking and sounding 40-year-old.
1: Listen, time dilates in strange ways inside ah, of Berlin Jr., the Chicago of Florida. You know
4: what? I mean, maybe we're twins, but I came out a couple years later.
0: <laughs> we have the same birthday, you know, though. Like it's the same birthday. There's just a couple years of difference. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's the same exact birth. So anyway, I'm going to go see Different my brother. Parents. Okay, great. Set the scene for us. Um, he's closing up shop at the, uh, the Butcher Emporium. Mm-hmm. And, uh, amateur butcher emporium. At the amateur butcher emporium. And just as he turns to lock the door up for the night, he's turned his back briefly. He looks to the door, he turns his back briefly to adjust something, picks up his keys, turns back to the door, and finds blocking it Penny.
5: I thought I felt your presence.
4: (laughs) You always can. So, I think you and me, we need to have a talk.
5: Uh, to what do I owe the pleasure, Penny, a la vodka?
4: You don't have to keep up appearances right now. There's nobody here. You could just call me Penny.
5: <laughs> Penny. Uh, f- forgive my f- formality. I just as of late, this town has felt less cordial than it normally does.
4: Yeah, I think a homicide detective will do that. So, what's this I hear about you threatening Lil' Bingo?
5: <laughs> oh no. Penny, the conversations between a man and a very old boy, uh, they might sound uh, more harsh than uh, women folk or even non-binary folk uh, might, might, might see. It, it's, just, it's just inherent to the way a man talks to a old boy.
4: Well, when that old boy is my old boy, I have a bit of an interest in the conversation.
5: Now, Penny, you know I don't exactly approve of this relationship.
4: Yeah, well, you didn't approve of my last boyfriend either, and he wound up dead.
5: Well, well, I feel like I back winners... And the if the last one... You don't want this one to end up dead, do you? Exactly. That, that sounded th- like a threat. I'm listening back to that, and it did sound like a threat. So let's walk that back a little bit. Uh, little Bingo doesn't love you for you. He loves you for your alligator heart. And you know it. Oh. You know it, Penny.
4: That's all right. I don't love him for him either. I'm using him for his body.
5: Listen, I... <laughs> believe in true love i don't believe in the love between one very old boy and the heart of an alligator which (laughs) rests in the chest of a 40 year old woman and i certainly don't love believe in the love of that 40 year old woman in turn only liking a very old boy for his body it saying it out loud it sounds so much worse too It's full of twists and turns, and those turns have potholes, and inside those potholes are alligators.
4: I really wish you'd stop saying I'm 40. You know that we're both
5: 35. That is a secret. That is a secret. You know I claim that we're older than we are because I look and sound so old. It's humiliating.
4: It's not my fault. You bought a house next to the nuclear power plant.
5: <laughs> it was prime real estate with a great view of the nuclear power plant.
4: <laughs> anyway, my point is, I need you to stay away from Lil bingo and don't go threatening my boyfriends no more.
5: I want you to stay away from that boy because he doesn't love you for you. He loves you for your heart, which sounds <laughs> a lot more romantic than it actually is.
4: Look, I'm going home. Just keep, your, keep yourself to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep that butcher knife to yourself.
5: Now, I've only stabbed three people, and it was an accident every time. Yeah,
4: yeah. She uh, pulls up her sweater and reveals a (laughs) (laughs) stab on on her side, and one of them was me. Yes,
5: and you know that that was an accidental stabbing. I'm an amateur busher. I I do not claim professional butching status. I'm mostly self-taught through YouTube videos. Look, I'm... Willing to step back. You know that I disapprove. But, uh, you are a 35-year-old woman and your business is your business. But, uh, I just need you to keep things together for a little bit until those Canadian investors come through. We, We almost had Buck Bueller sink that whole deal. And you know how badly this town needs that money. I know how badly you think you need that money. I need it. I'm part of the town. I feel like the town needs it.
4: So I have a question for Alex really
5: quickly. Yeah, sure.
4: Uh, is it possible that if I haven't already told you that uh, Penny could have before going to talk to her brother called the detective to let him to let them know that something <laughs> might be going down? Do you want
1: to call me into the scene now? Yes. Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Go ahead and draw a card. Yes. And then. Uh... Holy shit. <laughs>
3: what is about to happen?
1: Okay, so is this one that you need to play immediately, or is it one you hold no, on to? this is one I hold on to. Okay, great. Um, so you told me about this earlier. I think this... I basically
4: implied, I think, uh-huh. to you that
1: uh, I might be able to convince, or I might be able to wiggle a confession out of him. Okay, gotcha. Then I think uh, we see this scene going down... And then uh, the camera sort of soft focuses on a corner behind Remington's shoulder just above the shop. And we see a tiny wire. And then you see me back in the motel uh, with a, a big bulky headset on. Yes. And then I, uh, I sort of like pump my fist and do a little like, yes, like smile of victory.
4: Yes.
1: You still wearing your blazer and your jeans? They are cutoffs now, but yes. Are they jorts now? Or are they yeah, off? they are full on jorts. They, they keep getting shorter.
4: <laughs> Every scene, there's shorter. It's so hot outside. It's so hot outside. By the way, uh, she continues to, uh, Penny continues to be wearing more layers than she should be in the heat and drinking red wine inexplicably. <laughs> All right,
1: perfect. Good. Thank okay. you. Uh, so we'll consider that an end cap to the scene. Yes. And it is now James' turn.
0: Okay, I would like to have a scene with the detective.
1: Okay, great. Then go ahead and uh, take one of these cards for yourself.
4: <laughs> I did not care for that. <laughs> Ooh,
5: cool. Okay. Ah, Detective Calloway, I would like to thank you for joining me on my estate.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to get to see a little bit more of the town, that I am staying in here currently. Berlin Jr. has been nothing but charming, so thank you, Mr. Smuck, really.
5: Ah, Berlin Jr.'s really a feast for the eyes. Just take a look at that cooling tower over there. Some you- might
1: call it the Sears Tower of Florida.
5: Uh, well, that would actually be <laughs> our one-for-one scale model of the Sears Tower that we have at the center of town, just near the Clock-O-Bell. <laughs> Uh, Now, can I offer you a personal pan pizza?
1: Oh, no, no, certainly uh, not on the job.
5: I find that uh, I prefer the personal pan pizza because I like to feel like I'm having the whole thing. I feel like if it goes to someone else, it's just becoming waste. Now, uh, the reason that I invited you here is... uh, you know I've been fairly vocal about thinking that federal involvement is largely unnecessary, but that's because of the uh, draconian and strange laws that happen to afflict this particular town.
1: Well, vocal or not, Mr. Smuck, I assure you the FBI would hear of it. Yeah. I,
5: I assure you the FBI will hear of it because uh, you. what you don't know is that There used to be a Canadian embassy on this very town, and uh, unfortunately it is still considered Canadian soil legally, so uh, a federal agent can only make investigations in this town when accompanied by a Mountie. Uh, And I'm sure you know that any evidence gathered without the supervision of a Mountie would not be admissible in court.
1: Detective Calloway sort of smiles, places a hand on your shoulder, and pulls back one lapel of the blazer to reveal a <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs jersey.
5: <laughs> I see. They only give that variant of the jersey out to Mounties.
1: I have dual Mountie agent citizenship. It's a special case, but we reserve that for special cases.
5: Really going to have to think that over. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, the the crime that we are investigating here is the death of Buck Bueller, a a business associate of mine, sure, and a man that owed me quite a bit of money. Uh, Quite a bit of money that I still don't have.
1: If I might inquire, Mr. Smuck, what was the nature of that business between you and Mr. Bueller?
5: I gave him a loan so that he could buy himself a wedding ring.
1: A wedding ring?
5: He was going to propose to none other than Charlotte. Well, it's a tragedy to be
1: sure, and my condolences to all of those involved.
5: A deep, deep tragedy. The wedding ring that he bought turned out to be a knockoff, so... All the money that I loaned to him couldn't even be recouped. Perhaps that's the most tragic aspect of it. And I suppose the engagement, which tragically fell apart as Charlotte quickly lost interest in a man who got all chewed up by a gator.
1: I suppose the murder wouldn't necessarily be considered the biggest tragedy in your eyes. Well,
5: I don't think you could call it a murder if a gator chewed him up. Now, do you?
1: That depends on what level of agency you consider an alligator to exhibit, Mr. Smuck. I mean, and who that alligator might be working for.
5: You would like to arrest my prize gator. <laughs> so it was your alligator. Yes, of course it was my alligator. All the money that runs through this town runs back to me. But I don't want my prize alligator derby. Fighter And my prize alligator to, to be embroiled in a legal entanglement? I, I stand to gain nothing for that, especially with those Canadian investors poking around. I need this to appear to be a clean operation, and Buck's death was tragic, and ended up being especially tragic to me. You try selling a, a alligator derby operation to the Canadians with no star gator fighter and potentially no star gator.
1: Well, appearances certainly would be important to you in this whole case, wouldn't they, Mister Smuck? I am going to leave you to your personal pan pizza, and hopefully we can resume this conversation at a later date.
5: Mind your way out. The gators here have mutated. <laughs>
1: Can you please um, just paint for me a visual of of what sort of scene we get as the detective leaves the estate?
0: Th- there's like a rat king of gators, <laughs>
1: oh, <God. laughs> horrible. and a gator king of rats. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're just chomping down on rats that have been, you know, braised in a sauce.
1: <laughs> a, in a sauce, bread. a nondescript sauce. Oh, no, yeah, no sauce is a... being implicated yeah,
4: here. Yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs>
0: Hey heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. This plot is only going to get more ridiculous. I know that part of the objective of this game is to make yourself not look guilty, but I can't help playing a character who just seems real, real guilty. Before we get to the show, we have a radvertisement. This radvertisement comes to us from Chris Bransfield and N.E. Ware Games for the Game Night Tabletopper. Anywhere Games created the Game Night tabletopper as a solution for gamers who want a premium gaming table experience but don't have the money or space for something like that. The tabletopper is portable and affordable. It has cup holders, a soft felt playing surface, and it folds up to be stored or taken with you in a carrying case. It can maximize playing space on a smaller table or protect a larger dining room table you already own and love. Folks, I remember the years just after college when I was in a tiny one-bedroom apartment and didn't have room for the large role-playing experiences that I loved. Kat and I bounced around a couple of years, not playing as many games as we would have liked to because our table was so small we didn't have room for everything we wanted to do. And believe me, there is absolutely no way I could have started podcasting on those tiny tables. A tabletopper like this could have fixed those problems for sure and anywhere games notes here in the copy that they are a small independent company and longtime fans of the one shot podcast so if you're looking for a way to get a little bit more space without spending a huge amount of money and taking up all the room that you have in your tiny apartment, the Game Night Tabletopper just might be for you. You can visit Anywhere Games on Kickstarter, that is the letter N, the letter E, W-A-R-E Games, or search for the Game Night Table topper to browse for colors and take a look at the sizes they have to offer. Or you can follow the link in our show notes. A huge thanks to the folks at Anywhere Games for supporting this week's episode, and I hope everybody who needs more space checks them out. Heroes, I'm going to ask you for a favor, and that is to please buy my new book, The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. I wrote it as a guide to help people both as players and GMs improve their role-playing skills. There's an in-depth breakdown of different dynamics that are happening while you're role-playing, advice on how to capitalize on those dynamics, and exercises to help you strengthen your skills across the board. It's available now anywhere books are sold. That is online retailers, major brick-and-mortar stores, and indie bookshops. You can go to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay, or walk into your favorite bookstore and ask for the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, or James D'Amato, because I've only written two books at this point. Finally, before we get to the episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Camille Butera, thank you so much. Tracy Barnett, hey Tracy, thank you so much. And thank you for organizing the Neo Scum meetup at Gen Con this year. For those that don't know, Tracy is the designer of the Iron Edda role-playing system. Iggy A-Light, thank you so much. Walker Graves, thank you very much. Riley S. Abel, thank you very much. Meredith Rose, thank you so much. Rekha Bupetharaju, thank you so much. Dan Chamberlain. Thank you. Callan, thank you so much. And Tom Bridge, thank you so much for your support. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. I have good news. We just finished the latest list of backer thank yous. I believe this list was generated sometime in like February. So if you've backed since then, that means your name is coming up soon. And if you would like to hear your name on the air in a timely manner, now is a really good time to back. Because within the next month or two, we're going to be generating our new list. Also, if you are a $15 or more backer, be sure to update your address information as soon as possible. We revealed at Gen Con this year that we're going to be sending out some campaign-themed enamel pins. If you're a $15 backer, you get a pin. If you're a $25 or more backer, you get the full set of four pins. It'll take us a little bit to coordinate with our distributor, so make sure that you're a backer within the next couple of weeks if you want to receive these pins. Now with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show.
3: turn was it was it about to be
4: we just my finished turn.
1: Char- your turn right Char- Yes. Yeah. 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 so now we're on to charles turn
4: this sparkling water can is talking to me it says oh hi on yeah, the little <laughs> i does.
1: don't care for that at all
2: it's me Charles. wait a minute let me find my voice i found it all right <laughs> am i on am i recording oh yes you are <laughs> sure are. uh hmm can i just draw a card is that uh, a thing? You
1: you get to draw a card by starting a scene that has me in it. So if you cr- if you like start a scene with the detective, you get to draw a card. Be
0: careful though, you'll end up at the end of that scene <laughs> looking a lot more guilty than you thought you would.
2: What if that's my intention? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not.
4: Charles is inscrutable.
2: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a scene with Penny. Okay. So Penny uh, has come to the motel. Ooh. I'm I'm working. I'm behind the desk. Did you bring the?
4: Did you bring the things? Yeah, nobody saw me coming. No one saw you. No, no one saw me. So she pulls a little, a little uh, wooden box out of her coat. She's wearing a long black trench coat <laughs> in the Florida heat. Uh.
2: Now this, I always love the little the little containers you get. They're I lost my voice. Hold on. No, I found my voice again. Okay, here I am. I get them at the
4: antique store. You do? You go
2: to the antique store. I'm gonna start talking like you. No, I'm not. (laughs) I ate some Doritos and now (laughs) I'm going fuck wild. Well, that's a rough.
4: So yeah. So I got what you need.
2: I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna slide my hand over, (laughs) and you're gonna slide it under my hand. Yeah. And then. And then we're gonna make the call.
4: Yeah, we've we've been doing this for over a year. I know how to do it. Oh,
2: I guess I just I'm I feel like I'm like a mentor still, even though we started it together and did it together. and yeah. have been doing it every single step of the way together. Okay, I don't know. Box. I'm just old. Here's than it coming. You. Okay, think I got it. Go. I got it under my All right. hand. Perfect. And it's in the drawer. Great. Now let's call.
4: Time to call the guy. <laughs> Let's call the guy. Time to call the guy.
2: All right. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, I got the things. All right, bye. Have you ever tried one of these things?
4: No, I don't sample the merchandise. Why? Because, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it's going to affect me. I got a sensitive stomach.
2: I, I honestly feel the same way. I've never tried one, but I'm so curious. Do you want to just try one now?
4: Mm, like, I can lock us
2: in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be safe in there. Mhm.
4: I'm not sure I feel good about that. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, what with the murderer going all yeah. around and stuff. Who knows what could happen.
4: And the gator's moving farther into town too. I just don't feel good about it.
2: Yeah, that's true. We could uh the gator could come into the locked room and that and then eat us.
4: Or eat some of these. You wouldn't want him to get his hands on these.
2: I wouldn't. They're very expensive.
4: Yeah, sure. Are.
2: I don't know. I think
4: you should go. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna clear out. Um, just <laughs> lay low, okay? You know there's a cop around, okay?
2: We shouldn't have done this.
4: We shouldn't have ever started this. Well, you're in too deep now. You're right, and I'm rich. <laughs> We're going to be a lot richer. Yeah. (laughs) Then I leave.
1: I disappear into the night with maybe one longing and curious glance back over your shoulder before you shake your head no and then (laughs) storm out with your long black coat billowing behind you. Um, Does the audience get a glimpse of what the object in question is? I
4: think I see what's in the box.
1: What's in the box is... Beans. So maybe you like. She leaves. You pull the drawer open and furtively glance inside the box again, and then close it hurriedly. <laughs> and all the all the camera glimpses is these <laughs> beans. They're they're highly
3: illegal beans.
1: Yes. Oh.
4: inscrutable! <laughs> beans. They're illegal, imp- illegal imported beans. They're
3: really illegal. There's like melodramatic music yeah. playing as the close up of the beans are in sight, and oh the. What kind of box is it? Is it it's
2: like a wooden
1: it's box? It's an antique wooden Ooh, box. And then the camera keeps box. going back and forth Cuban between cigar. the box and yes. your
2: face and the box and your face. And uh-huh. the and angles are really strange. Charles reaches she oh op- as she opens it up to show the audience, she looks up to the sky to show the audience. <laughs> she reaches her hand in, she touches one, and she goes, Oh, and she she takes her finger back out and she reaches back in again. And she picks one up and then she drops it and she closes the box and puts it away and shakes her head. I can't, not for my son. Can't do this to my son.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and what is? You can't is... get high on your own supply. <laughs>
2: right.
1: And uh, that brings it right back around to little Bingo's turn. So
3: Penny was just over at the motel.
4: Sure was. Mm-hmm.
3: And little little Bingo. Uh,
4: <laughs> little Bingo.
3: Little Bingo. Is
4: that short for Bingaman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little.
3: Sorry. It's just Bingo. Uh, was
4: his
2: name-o.
3: Was his name-o, yeah. <laughs> was his little name-o. Uh, uh, we'll find that in the th- third act. Um <laughs> the, the full third name season,
0: is. 15 years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall it's
3: I? the the beans you like will come back in style. <laughs> uh, but while you were over at the motel, I want to say Lil Bingo went to the pasta factory where <gasps> hmm. he wanted to meet with Penny to talk mm-hmm. about something kind of important. And he didn't find you there. No. So he used the payphone outside to call into the house to leave a voicemail. Mm.
4: Um,
3: and and this is the voicemail. Uh, Perfect. Standing at this ring, uh, ring, 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 ring.
4: Hello. You've reached the house of Penny Vodka. I leave a message and make it snappy, and otherwise I won't be happy. <laughs>
1: What does your bedroom look like so we have a visual as this voicemail plays over the speaker?
4: Red satin everywhere.
1: Good. And we're sort of dramatically panning through this.
4: And the leopard print ottoman in the corner. It's a very sumptuous Florida room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh and a black shag carpet. Uh
3: hey Penny, it's little bingo. Y you, you um I was hoping to—I was hoping to catch you at your pasta factory slash house, and uh, not for the not for the reason not for the, the reason that we've been seeing each other lately, where you um, use the fruits of my old boy body uh, for for pleasure. Um, I actually wanted to tell you that I think it's about time that we no longer see each other. And I'm sorry to do this over a voicemail, but I've been doing a lot of soul detective work. I've been doing detective work around my soul. And I came to the realization that And I'm sorry to say this, but I realize I have to. The reason that I let you use the fruits of my, (laughs) oh boy, body. It cuts off. The voicemail cuts off. (laughs) And he's like, oh, damn it.
4: Darn it. And he calls
3: again. Ring, 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 (laughs) ring, ring, ring.
4: Hello, you've reached Penny's second voicemail machine. Please leave another message if your other one was too long.
3: Um, where was I? This is This bingo still. Uh, the reason I let you use the fruits of my old boy body was because being close to you is the closest I can be to Buck. And I just realized that I miss him so much. And I know you know that Buck wasn't loyal all the time. And I think you should know that I was seeing Buck. And... <laughs> I, I, I know you love Buck, and I I love Buck, too. And that's why I need to solve this mystery. And I, I, I can't keep seeing you because it's not right for me. And I got to have a clear head if I'm going to be a detective one day. A senior detective. I'm pretty sure I'm a junior detective. i uh, been talking with Carson Calloway. They think I can go to Detective Junior Town or whatever. I forgot what it was because there was a bathroom break in the middle of the podcast. and. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to look at my notes. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's got to end, and I hope we can still be friends. I think Remington killed Buck Bueller.
4: (laughs) Back in Penny's bedroom, you see... Red wine overflow in a glass as she overpours it. We pull back to a wide shot. You see her release her grip on the handle of the red wine tap at the bar in her re- in her bedroom as she whispers to herself, that rat bastard. <clears throat>
1: Very good. Cut to black. Okay. Um, do you want to consider that an eavesdrop then on your oh, end, yeah. and we'll consider that your turn? I, I
3: love to that. eavesdrop on my
0: voicemail.
4: <laughs> yeah. I love to eavesdrop on my two voicemail machines. Neither of which beep,
0: for <laughs> and some they're reason. not in the same room. No, you have to run across your mansion to <laughs> yeah. another. Can, room? Can you imagine if you listen extensions. to one first,
3: though? You listen <laughs> to the second one first, and then you have to piece it together. Like, oh yeah, ooh, a real Lynchian narrative.
0: <laughs> ooh, that'd be really so good. So she hears
4: the second one first, and then she. yeah. Fantastic
0: I wonder how that started Because we still might be together (laughs) I'll listen to the first one see if it gives me context this is like a joke
1: This would be wild to just drop this information about
0: Buck, I wonder what the setup
1: for that was How'd you get into that one? Oh my god Oh goodness, okay um,
4: Oh my god (laughs) I'm locked in now (laughs) I can't get out, I'm trapped here Okay
1: Okay, so um yeah, well, I guess that could be an eavesdrop, or since it is, again, your voice mail machine, if you want to use this to start a scene, a different scene of your own choosing, that would be fine, too.
4: No, it's okay. I would like to use it as an eavesdrop.
1: Okay, great. Then you have that information immediately. Fantastic. Perfect. Uh, Remington.
4: Also, he implicated my brother, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty Boy. directly,
0: yes.
4: Yeah, not really implicated, so I'm just overtly <laughs> accused.
0: What do I do at this point? Um, uh, I think i got to do a scene with Charlotte, I think we are meeting at Charlotte's Motel. Um,
2: Well, well, well. You here
5: for a bean? (laughs) Now, Miss It, uh, I wouldn't want to comment on the legal nature of those beans. Uh, I can't be seen with such material... What with a federal investigation occurring at this very moment?
2: They're just beans. No, nobody knows whether or not these beans are good, bad, ugly. Dare I say? And they're good. They they are. So you don't
5: want a bean? I I would much rather have uh, some. Stewed meats cooked in a tomato sauce.
2: Oh, I got you. Especially
5: if I am to be eaten here.
2: She pulls out a thermos. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I got it right here. This one is the special one that we made together. (laughs) He winks. I did you know. I
1: literally did not think Remington could sound more guilty. <laughs> and then this scene happened. I am, okay.
4: I am horrified. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this is what we call a Sweeney Jr.
0: <laughs> I have been uh... Aren't you going to take a sip? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> he he takes his hat off and in his hat he's got a spoon uh and he holds out his hat for you to just pour from the thermos <laughs> into his hat. She pours
2: it and you just hear like because <laughs> it's a sound of stew hitting a hat. And <laughs> he
0: uh he brings the hat closer to him so he gets mm, take a big sniff of it. Mm, yummy yummy yummy. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs it and like there's like a visible rat head in it and he just bites right into it. You oh, can God. hear the bones crack. Well, yeah, now
2: that one I we must have left something in there. We didn't I didn't mean to That's all right. How's it taste?
5: Like pork.
2: Well, interesting. Hmm.
5: And uh, that is what I wanted uh, to talk to you about, Miss Charlotte. I am... You can just say my first
2: name if you want. It's Charlotte. Well, of course. You've always called me by both my names, and I... I, I think it's time that you can just say Charles.
5: Well, I wouldn't want to presume familiarity, but I'm happy to call you Charles if that's what you prefer. I
2: think we've been through a lot together and we've done some crazy things. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, a customer! Oh, hang on, just, there's a customer.
3: Just one of the Canadian investors.
4: Just
3: <laughs> going to the, my room.
4: Is he French Canadian?
2: <laughs> oh, we, <oui>, we. <oui.
4: laughs>
2: well, you enjoy your stay. If you want any more stew, send to your room. You, you just. Ring the little
5: bell. 24-hour stew
3: service. Well, as a (laughs) French-Canadian, I love stew.
5: (laughs) They all do. Bonsoir. I I wanted to check on uh, the stew supply mainly because I am concerned what with the ongoing investigation... Certain activities that you and I have—I uh,
2: think we're going to need to eat a lot of stew. Yes, if you, you know what I mean.
5: We have to eat. There's no other way to dispose of it. We've got to right. We've got to eat it as my as mother much always says. As much as possible. Say, if you ever make a mistake, <laughs> even a really bad one, you got to eat your way out of and
2: it. And we will. We're going to eat that stew, and we are going to also push the stew on the customers. They they love the stew. It does taste very good. And uh, like a fine pork, pretty much. Yeah. Some would say it was pork. In yeah. fact, that's what I do say <laughs> when people ask.
5: You, you and I being so close and sharing so many secrets, some of them dark, I, I feel I have a confession to make to you if you wouldn't mind hearing it.
2: By all means.
5: Concerning this whole muckerole with Buck, mm. I must confess that uh, I was holding on to one of his secrets to uh, preserve his reputation uh, after his passing, and uh, I fear that uh, holding on to this secret uh, out of respect for this dead man is starting to make me look... Quite some worse than uh, many others in the eyes of the law. Well, what was it? You see, uh, Buck told me that, uh, well, there's no easy way to put it. Uh, Buck told me that he was afraid of Penny Alavatka.
2: Oh, my God.
5: Yes, uh, and being a chauvinistic man like myself. <laughs> Buck uh, <laughs> Buck didn't want anyone to know that he was afraid of a woman, even if she did have an alligator's heart and an alligator's temperament to match. And well, I,
2: she's very powerful. There's quite a lot to to be afraid of.
5: Certainly, but if you see women as inferior, as I, a terrible man, do...
2: <laughs> you uh, are a terrible man. And that is
5: very true. Uh, you... It, it would be quite embarrassing if it was seen to be afraid of someone. I've been holding on to the secret because I know that... Uh, so you're telling me that the main secret is actually
2: that Buck Bueller was also a chauvinistic man, afraid of being seen as inferior to a woman?
5: Yes. And let it not be lost... Disgusting! Well, yes. And I've been holding on to that secret uh, because... I knew that you and Buck shared a very special relationship.
2: That's right. He was going to propose. Did you know? I knew. Because I think I always sensed that there was some kind of reason. Maybe that he was using me in in kind of a way.
5: Really? Yeah. I had assumed that his emotions were genuine. Which is why I gave him that substantial loan so that he could buy that turned out to be knock knockoff ring.
2: It always just seemed a little bit too. forced to me. I never really felt a real connection with him. And I'm. I'm sad that he died, but. Wow, is it horrible to say I'm a little relieved that I don't have to marry him?
5: Well, uh, if I can make another commission to uh, Charles. I'm mighty relieved too.
2: Well, I'm not gonna marry you because you're a chauvinistic pig.
5: Just I like this stew. And pork. Indeed a chauvinistic pig. And I also didn't mention that I was interested in marriage. That's an equal partnership, something that I, a chauvinist, could have no part in.
2: Oh, All right. You're very (laughs) (laughs) self-aware. You're incredibly self-aware. And you know what? I believe
5: it it is the radiation poisoning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel like maybe, just maybe, you could redeem yourself in some kind of way, but maybe you can't.
5: Let me have another big sloppy bite of this stew and we'll think of redemption.
2: Rest in peace, Grandpa. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I'm not supposed to say that. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> you might need some more stew. Oh my
1: god! Uh, the last thing we get is a very unsettling close-up on the stew just sort of slopping into the hat. And there is a horrific level of detail in the sound, too. The foley is just awful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I knew you would all come through. Uh...
0: Well, Heroes, that's it for OneShot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Coffee Detective. In the meantime, check out one of the other amazing shows on the OneShot Network. Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber-troublemaker. Pox, the candy-junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure, and Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon, joined the irascible neo scum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. As always, heroes, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to urge you to call your representatives and demand an end to concentration camps on U.S. soil. Folks, people are suffering right now, and they need our help. Inaction is not going to solve anything. Calling is a small step. Ultimately, we might need larger demonstrations in order to get our point across. Thinking back on this country's terrible history with racial violence, on things like the Japanese internment camps during World War II, this is a clear message that we need to act now. Generations from now, people will look back on what we're doing at the border in disgust. They will wonder how we let this happen. The only right thing to do is to do everything within our power to put an end to it. Now, when I call my representatives, I use fivecalls.org. That's the number fivecalls.org. There, you can find information for your representatives, along with issue summaries, and scripts to read while you're on the phone so you can get your message across. Calling is quick, relatively painless, and it can have a real impact on serious issues like this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show.